welcome to another special edition of Structured Gibberish. Today we're going to be continuing with our exciting summer of X-Men, I think is what we were calling it, but I don't remember because <laughs> we didn't actually even discuss what it would be called. We just kind of rolled with something. And also yep. this is going to take us like well into 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on, on second thought, the X-Men movies are just not that good. Especially at this point, yeah. There, um, we're gonna hit some gems later on, but uh, yeah, yeah. We're but, going through uh, a rough spell. There, there's, uh, there's a rough patch you got to get through. So this movie starts out. Oh, <laughs> should I say what the movie is? Do we care? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't watch the wrong movie. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> the movie that I watched that Pat didn't actually watch but has seen before. Uh, is, I've seen it enough, damn it. Is X Men First Class. So let oh, me good. Say, that is the correct one that I didn't watch. Yeah, now let me say when, when I first saw this movie, I didn't care for it because mostly because I'm a continuity slot snob. I almost said mm -hmm. slob. Uh, continuity snob and it... now i am a continuity slob <laughs> that's, that's just how i roll and there was there's just so much in this movie that just doesn't make sense uh so you know in continuity like right my my I, my, my, my feeling of this movie was like well if it didn't have the other movies it would be fine because i still disagree with that movie, but well upon watching it a second or a third or whatever time. I think I think this is just the second time. My opinion is now that it's actually not that good of a movie. Yeah, I I see I remember this I remember thinking when they announced this movie I was like, "Okay. Okay, because at this point, what year was this?" What 2011, I think. Okay, 2011. What year did Iron Man come out? 2008. So, we are in the golden age. Mhm. Mm you know, we're we're in the the golden age of comic book movies where we are finally seeing characters done justice, and there aren't silly, snide little jokes about you know costumes being dumb and shit. They are actively trying to give us the best adaptation of the things that we love, and so you know, X Men had kind of cooled off after three. Everybody was like, you know, maybe we don't. <laughs> well they were so they were like um you know they did x-men origins wolverine oh right? that, that's right really x-men origins wolverine put the nail in the fucking coffin right because or but, so we thought because when that movie came out or before that movie came out they were like yeah we're gonna do um x-men origins wolverine and then we're gonna do x-men origins magneto ah yes a movie and that then, actually should have been made right exactly and that probably would have been a very good compelling movie but instead when when Wolverine didn't pan out, they were like, they they literally were like, you know what? I think the problem is we don't have the rest of the cast, so they instead decided to make X Men Origins X Men, uh huh, and named it First Class because that was the name of a similar comic book that was out around this time, right? Around the time that the movie started getting made, in which they were doing a modern retelling of the X Men origin story, but instead, which again. When we heard about this, we were all like, okay, okay, maybe this is how they fix it. We're going to get the proper introduction to the real X-Men. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm down for this. I'm ready. 
You know, I, I love Hugh Jackman and everything, but come on, let's let's get it together. And then instead of that, they doubled down. <laughs> they did. And this movie takes place in 1962, so it is not a modern retelling. And I actually think, didn't X-Men debut in 64? So this movie actually I, takes I, place I'm, before. I, I might be wrong about that. I'm terrible. I want to know, though. So. Uncanny X-Men uh, number one. I have to hunt and peck because it's now 63. So this movie takes place one year before X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number one came out. So that's fun. Um, so, so completely useless. That's what we're saying. This movie is completely useless. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. So uh, this is a movie that I feel you don't really need to have seen. Like if you want to jump into a later movie like... Um, uh, what's the next one? Uh, Days of Future Past, which is yeah, Days which is of Future Past, pretty good to my recollection. But we'll see when yeah. we get to it. Yeah. Um, you know, this movie you don't really need to like. The only know. reason that this movie makes sense to see because they that don't they include some of these characters, right? Professor X, Magneto, Professor Beast, X and, and Mystique. Right. Everybody else is so out. right. But they they're they're around. And so for that purpose, it's it's nice for you to have seen this movie, I suppose. Um, but in general, no one needed to see this film. <laughs> there, there was never a need to see this film. Now, yeah. let me let me also be very, uh, very clear on something. I love several of the characters that were butchered in this movie and that's that's i think that comes to uh its disservice mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know i really love emma frost um yeah. i you know i guess she's really the one that i was most uh i, I you know here's okay <laughs> i'm already getting off the rails i didn't even watch this recently um i dislike january jones I think she's a bad actress. I, I sat through, what is it, seven seasons of Mad Men, mm -hmm. a show that I loved, with the exception of her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I almost warmed up to her uh, during, um, what's that Will Forte show? Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth, yeah. Um, which, spoiler, spoiler alert, he he's not. <laughs> he's not. Um, but... Uh, you know, she she's on that show. And I was like, yeah, you know, every every time I would start to think, you know, maybe she's not so bad. Something would happen. And I'd be like, nope, there she is. <laughs> There's January Jones. Well, Pat, let me tell you, having recently watched this, I remember before I sat down to it, I was like, I remember not liking her performance. But let's keep an open mind mm -hmm. and let's let's see how it is and you know what it's painful it really is like it is not a good performance and she's like she feels like um she feels like she's in this movie like because she's returning a favor or something right, like that right. she doesn't it's feel like grudging yeah it, it is it is the whole the whole performance she is upset that she's there yeah if you it take just... it in character like emma frost is basically just like I am putting up with these people because I have nowhere else to be and I don't want to be doing any of this. Right. Right. Absolutely. That is definitely the feel you get for the entirety of her character. 
Um, now I will say, um, I like um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I think he plays a good uh, range of all of Magneto's um, well accents for one, because he does like three <laughs> different accents in this movie, and it's really weird. Um, <clears throat> but he does a good job of portraying him as a sympathetic character, um, as a um, a person who's in a lot of pain, um, you know. And it, when when there's like a scene um, where uh, not to get into spoilery territory, but there's a scene where um, Professor X helps him like alleviate his anguish. And you really feel like, you know, some hope has gotten into him. Like he, he really plays all of the different aspects of Magneto very well. I, I have always enjoyed his, his take on Magneto. Um, I, mostly because I, even though I enjoyed him, I never felt like um, Ian McKellen was like the Magneto. You know what hmm. I mean? Interesting. On on the f- whoa, hmm. you okay Even more interesting. Uh, you know what I just knocked f- down? No, I don't. Tell me. A uh, toy helicopter. Oh, well, that, that is surprising. Yeah, it was. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> um, so on the flip side of that, one of the only I hope Hollywood will cast this guy, and then they did happenings. Uh, of superherodom for me was Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, um, James McAvoy is no Patrick Stewart. He is. You are correct. He is no Patrick Stewart. He is, however, Charles Xavier, because this movie I portrays... Disagree. No, listen, Pat. Charles Xavier is an asshole. And this movie <laughs> wants you to be well true. aware of that. That's true. I... I we have discussed this in the past. Charles Xavier is a, is a, a dick, he, and uh, and he is when, definitely portrayed that way in this. He, when he is not. Stewart, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. When Patrick Stewart plays him, you are at odds because you're like, I want to love this character, but he is doing things that make me think that maybe he's not a good guy. But he's <laughs> Patrick Stewart, and I want to love him. This movie is just like, okay, I hate this person, beginning to end. I do not like this character. And they, I they, do not like him, Sam. I am this, the movie, and the movie leans into it too. You know, oh, it it's does. Like that's the yeah. entire turn of at the end of the movie is you're like he gets, you know, the thing happens to him, and then you're just like, okay, well, yeah, that's what you get. So, <laughs> that's how you uh, how you saw that's that. That's what one. I took I like away that. from this movie. He's <laughs> like, yep, that's what you get, Crips. <laughs> See what you get for being in everybody's mind all the time. Well, you know, anyway. I, mean, I guess I guess you're not wrong. But, um, um, the last person I want to talk about before we get into the plot um, is um, Mystique. Mm, and I, I feel like this yet one another is a, massive disservice done to a character. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mystique is X-Men 3 really screwed her over, as we said back yeah. during that mm-hmm. review. But this movie... This movie creates a compelling new character, uh, but then it's Mystique, and it doesn't in any way line up with the other movies. Like, it is a a huge... Like, when we were watching the first three, we're like, there is no way that this is a person who grew up with this other person. Right, because they don't even fucking acknowledge each other's existence. I don't think they ever even talk to each other. Exactly. They, they, they never... There's never a moment in... X-Men 1, 2, and 3, that Professor X and Mystique 
If they share the screen together, they're certainly not interacting with each other at all. Mm-hmm. At all. And so what's the point? Why do this? Yeah, this was a this movie needed to be a reboot and not a prequel. A- absolutely. Absolutely. I I could accept a whole lot more of this if they said this is a a full-on reboot, not a soft reboot or a uh-huh. a prequel or anything, but if this was a full-on reboot, that a lot of problems just go away. Right. And they didn't and uh Days of Future Past makes it quite clear that this is the same continuity. Right. There's there's zero getting away from it. It is it is happening. So I think um, Jennifer Lawrence does a good job playing the character like she's a good actress. She does a good job playing a character that is not in any way the same character, though. Right. She's playing the role she's been given and she does a very good job. It's just like you said, she is a fantastic actress. Um, I pardon my my fumbling with things here um i i think she does she does a great job i enjoyed her very much but again is there even a glimmer of rebecca Romaine stamos's uh mystique no yeah you know there is no. because she makes a cameo <laughs> well, that's, so there's your glimmer that, that's that's awful that's that's the worst way to connect them that's <laughs> like see see <laughs> <laughs> and it, it actually is the worst way because it's a really creepy scene. And I think we should get into yeah. the plot of this movie. All right, let's let's get at it. Give me a spoiler horn, whatever we're doing for All spoiler right. horns this week. Uh, let's do... Um... Okay, that's actually Star Wars, but <laughs> that's fine. It, it's good enough. I, I don't know the X-Men theme off the top of my head. I was playing my nose, all right? Well, you can always fall back to the animated series theme if you need to. Yeah, that, that... All right, good. Anyway. So the movie starts out very strong. I feel this is once again another one of those X-Men movies that starts out at the top and goes down from there. <laughs> but the movie starts out, they have recreated the concentration camp scene from the first mm-hmm. X-Men movie. And there are now additional scenes being added to it. It's spliced between footage from the first movie and the new footage that they've recorded. Because now we're going back. This is the portion of the movie that would have been X-Men Origins Magneto. Which, if true, actually would not have been a great movie. Because it would have been like this weird kid actor who's got gangly arms and isn't <laughs> isn't super good at acting. And, and Kevin Listen, Bacon just I... like being a giddy German guy with a mustache. I'm positive that this is not actually how it was meant to go. The 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 worst part of this. So there's a scene he gets there. They realize he's got powers and everything and they bring him before, um, you know, they they get him to um, one degree of Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> he's, um, you know, uh, who is who, uh, it's, his name is Sebastian. I think I don't remember if his name was he's Sebastian Shaw is who he's right. supposed to be. Right. Um, another well, really great character, by the way. Yes, another really great character ruined by this movie. But I forget, he has a German name in the beginning. I think it's uh, Schmidt or something like that. But either uh-huh. um Because he's actually, we don't know his age. He can, because he absorbs energy, he stays young. So he's probably had a lot of names, but I don't know. Anyway, he wants, um, he wants uh, Magneto to move a coin. And uh, he can't do it. But they realize that, you know, when you're emotional, your powers kick in. So he brings in his mom and threatens to shoot her and he still can't move the coin. And so he shoots his mom. And then Magneto 
doesn't just make, he actually, I don't think he makes the coin move at all. He makes everything in the room that's metal start shaking and flying around. And that he holds his arms up and he goes, nah, and he starts like <laughs> things outside of the room are flying around all over the place. And Kevin Bacon, who should be like the guards are like their heads are crushed and everything. And Kevin Bacon is just giddy about what's going on as if mm-hmm. his life is mm-hmm. not in complete danger. And the most ridiculous part about it is that he's going nah, with his arms out. And then he goes, nine. Because he was saying nine the entire time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when he got to the, like, I thought he was yelling in, like, he was just screaming in anger, but it was just a really long no. And that just, it, like, kind of made the whole scene kind of silly. Yes. Yes, it did. That is a fact. Because he's like, when you think, because he's like, in English, he's like, I'm turning this way and I'm going to yell no at this part of the room. Now I'm turning this way and I'm going to yell no at this part of the room. And now I'm turning back this way and I'm like, okay, I've yelled no as much as I can and I've crushed all the metal things. So I guess, I guess I'll work with you now, Kevin Bacon. Right. Oh, Kevin Bacon, you, you know how to wait. <laughs> Good things come to those who wait, Pat. So... Supposedly, then, because now we jump we jump ahead through the entire, we pass over the rest of the Magneto Origins movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, presumably they have taught Magneto how to use his powers, how to use anger to bring his powers out and everything. So we go over to Westchester County, New York, where uh, the X Mansion is. Although it's not the X Mansion yet, it's actually just the home of apparently extremely rich Charles Xavier. Extremely rich and highly douchified Charles Xavier. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So uh, he comes downstairs, sees his mom in the kitchen, and says, uh, basically, like, "Oh, you're not my mom. My mom never cooks." And uh, also, he can read her mind, so he knows it's Mystique. And she turns back into a naked blue girl. Um, Roughly the same age as Professor X. And obscenely young. Yes. Awkwardly naked. Yes. Uh, and it's, it is still it is still weird that we are just supposed to believe that they are naked and that it doesn't matter because they're covered in prosthetics. Right. But that it is supposed to be their actual skin and it's naked and it's weird. Um, so then he, he, tells her, he tells Raven, we're calling her Raven in this movie. Uh, he tells Raven that uh, she can stay with him forever and ever. So they grow up like sisters, sisters, brother and sister. (laughs) Sure. Sisters, whatever. All right. So now fast forward, everybody's either like an adult or a teenager or something. I'm not entirely sure. It's 1962. Uh, Stanley and um, Stanley is currently working on coming up with the concept of the X-Men. And uh, Magneto is tracking down all the people that he worked with in Germany and killing them. And yeah, like like you do. Yeah, he I goes, follow. He goes to a bank and he's like, he's got Nazi gold somehow still. Excuse me. And um, well, why not? Why not? Yeah, I guess why not? So he's like trying. He gets some info from a banker and he's going to go track down these other guys. And then uh, we go to uh, back to, I guess, England now. And because uh, Professor X is not a professor yet, but he's at Oxford. And Raven is with him and she's just a waitress now. And they're, he, you know, they're in a bar and Professor X is hitting on girls uh, and reading their minds without permission and talking about mutation and stuff like that. And he's like talking about the mutation of your eyes being two different colors, which 
um, we know from previous movies means that you can create illusions. <laughs> correct. Correct. <clears throat> so then we, this movie does a lot of cutting around to all over the place in the beginning because <laughs> we have to introduce all of these characters. So right. Moira McTaggart, young Moira McTaggart, who has not yet grown up into a Scottish uh, doctor, uh, is currently an, is an American CIA agent. And she is following uh, Colonel Hendry, who is uh, General Morshower from the Transformers movie, and also, I believe, General Morshower in real life, because I'm pretty sure that's his real name. And for a little while, he was like, I want to be the general in all of these superhero movies. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, I like to take showers. <laughs> uh, more of them. So he goes to the Hellfire Club. Well, he goes to a lot of conventions. He's like, listen, everybody, General Morshowers. <laughs> General Morshowers here. It's not we my should, name. This is, a, this is should, advice. We should make that happen. I think General Morshowers should be at all future conventions handing out deodorant. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's probably because I'm really tired that that's funny. It's, it's probably not that funny, but I'll let you know in the morning. Uh, uh, just roll with it, bro. All right, so um, Hendry, uh, I believe is his name, is there to meet with Shaw and uh, his crew. And they are all of them, literally all of them. This is Riptide, Azazel, Emma Frost, and Kevin Bacon. None of them seem to really want to be in this movie. Right. <clears throat> um, there's a, this is all very confusing. The, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you Kevin Bacon's plan here. And then we're just going to try and not worry about the details as we go through the plot here. But the plan is he's going to get the U.S. It's, we're, we're, he's instigating the Cuban Missile Crisis is what's happening. But he's trying right. to get the U.S. to put missiles in Turkey so that they're within range of the Soviet Union. And then have the Soviet Union uh, send missiles to Cuba so that they're within range of the U.S. And then we'll get him. He's going to get them all to fight. And the, I guess the plan is like, well, we're children of the atom, right? So if we make a lot of nuclear explosions, we'll be great. And that, you know, will the mutants will be alive and everybody else will be dead. And honestly, that's a terrible plan. And I don't know why he clearly doesn't have any friends. All right. None right. of these people. He, he did uh, not workshop this. Not right. at all. None of these people. He's been talking about this plan for years. And Emma Frost is just like, sure, boss, whatever you want, whatever you say. <laughs> Yeah, no one's been listening to him talking because if anyone had been listening to him at any point, they would have said, uh, you know, I am not entirely sure that uh, mutants are nuclear bomb proof. And <laughs> right. In fact, I'm I'm pretty sure most of us aren't. Yeah. Maybe Just you are. put it out there, buddy. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, it's basically a, a gigantic cell phone that thankfully gets thwarted by people. Uh, being better people in the end. But anyway, so he's he's talking to Hendry about how come you're not doing my part of the plan or whatever, and they have to do some stuff, and there's a tornado, and they scare him, and they teleport him to the... They teleport him from... Where did I say they were? Nevada? They teleport him from Nevada to the uh, Pentagon or the White House. I guess they're in the White House, in the war room, uh, so that when... Uh, when Moira calls and is like, Hendry's over here and he's meeting with the Hellfire Club, they'll be like, no, he's not. He's right here. And he smells like sulfur for some reason. <laughs> so anyway, 
that happened. We're going to see Hendry a lot. He just kind of shows up to threaten people and then gets counter-threatened. That's his, his mm-hmm. shtick. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, I guess we'll just jump to that. So he later on after he so he recommends missiles in Turkey, whatever. Um, then he goes to the yacht where um, Shaw and them hang out and um, to get his money. Right. Or something like that. I don't know. Then he pulls a grenade out and he's like, I'm, if you don't uh, give me the money or whatever, I'm going to blow us all up or something. I don't know. And he's like, OK. Shaw's like, OK, well, and he pulls the pin. It explodes. He absorbs all the energy. And then we get to see that he's able to tra- channel that energy back into people and cause them to, like, melt or explode or something. Yeah, whatever. Something dumb that shouldn't happen. Gotcha. Yeah, so he does that. All right. So then Moira, having had uh, snuck into the Hellfire Club earlier in her underwear, uh, which like I Like you do. Yeah, which was, I thought, a somewhat gratuitous scene, but whatever. There's a lot of women in underwear in this movie. Listen, you got to keep butts and seats somehow, and they certainly didn't do it with the story. <laughs> I guess. So anyway, yeah, so she had she had snuck in um, pretending to be one of the uh, strippers and saw um, Azazel teleporting uh, Hendry out or make a tornado or something. I don't remember. So now she's like, okay, well, it's definitely mutants. So now I got to find a guy who is an expert on mutants, and I have no idea how exactly she found Professor X, but the next thing you know, she is in, apparently, England, and (laughs) is like, hey, um, I'm in a bar with you, and I want to talk to you. And he goes, oh, okay. And he starts hitting on her, and she's like, no, I actually want to talk to you about mutants or mutations or whatever. Um, And then similarly... um, uh, I forgot what they do after that. They just kind of leave for a while, and we get some other scenes. Well, we get a scene of um, Magneto showing up at the yacht and trying to kill everybody, but um, Emma Frost <laughs> knocks him into the water with her mind bullets. Mind and, bullets! And then... Um, and one might say yata, yata, yata. <laughs> yata, 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 yata. They, he destroys the yacht, but they escape with a submarine? I'm pretty sure. Eh, sure. Um they escape with a submarine in a submarine and Magneto is trying to pull the submarine up, but he's just being pulled underwater. Um, Professor X has apparently arrived in a boat, in a CIA boat with Moira. I don't understand how a lot of this traveling worked, to be yeah. honest. But they had yeah. come to, like, arrest Shaw, the CIA, and then they're like, oh, there's a magnet guy and he's going to drown. And Professor X is like, I'm going to jump in there and get him out. So he does. I really like your you're telling this story much better. Oh man, there's a magnet guy. I'm, I'm gonna get him. And I did. So anyway. Um Yata, yata, yata. Yeah, so Shaw Shaw and crew escape in a submarine that was in the bottom of a yacht. Um and I think the submarine actually has a smaller boat inside of it too. Sure. I don't yeah, remember. Sure, I'm sure that's that's a true fact. So they all go back to the CIA facility, where this is uh, Moira, Raven, uh, Professor X, Magneto, and uh, I don't know, like Oliver Platt or somebody. And uh, isn't that who it was? 
I don't remember, man. Who's the guy who played that? And character actor Oliver Platt. As character actor Oliver Platt. I remember thinking, oh, wow, this guy's in this movie. I completely blocked that I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm pretty sure that it is Oliver Platt. X-Men First Class, the movie. No, it's actually 2010, Pat, not 2011. Um, Where's the cast? There's no cast to this movie. Everybody has requested it be taken off their IMDb. It's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, it's actually because I clicked on a TV episode of a show. The movie was 2011. Oh. oh. Okay. So we got oh. um, Oliver Platt as Man in Black Suit. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad everybody else also didn't get his name so good I'm oliver platt uh... as oliver platt <laughs> good 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 okay um anybody else interesting in this movie no not really All uh right, no so... nothing interesting happens in this movie i think we've uh, established this all right so um anyway so they go to the cia facility and uh they use their powers to convince the cia that they they have powers uh, mostly it's um, the point where Raven stands up and changes into one of the military guys that they're like, oh, OK, I believe you. Oh, OK, I see. I see. Because at and first you've been, you've been naked this whole time. OK, I see. I see. <laughs> at first, <laughs> Professor X like reads their mind and they're like, oh, you brought a goddamn spy in here <laughs> as if it's like what they're worried about is that he just it's not that it's not that he extracted information from their minds. It's. It's that he now has the information. <laughs> right, right. Right. So you that's, that's son what of a about. bitch. <laughs> so, uh, what do they do? So they 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 talk to Beast. They meet Beast, Ugh. and he's got uh, CGI hand feet. That's his I power. Can't, I cannot stand this version. Again, a character I love and hold very dear. Uh, I don't know. What's the guy's name? Nicholas something? Nicholas Holt. Holt. Uh, I don't think he's a bad actor, but he has been bad in a lot of things I've seen him in. <laughs> I don't know what that says about him or me that I keep seeing things that he's in, but I just know it's not good. It's not good. He's Beast is not good with women in this movie. Beast is not good in this movie is what... <laughs> the 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 point is yeah so um they convince the cia that they need to recruit more people more mutants to fight the bad mutants all right the only way to stop a bad guy with mutant powers is a good guy with mutant powers yes so says the uh what are the the nma (laughs) there you go um so luckily uh, they were able, they had already pre-converted a radar dish into a Cerebro. And all you got to do is stick a telepath in the middle and it works. Don't okay. worry, we've had this rigged up for some time now. <clears throat> so it's all got, good. It's all good. That We do get our one uh, cringe-worthy line here where, where B says to Professor X, are you sure I can't shave your head? Before we put this in, he says, you're not touching my hair. (laughs) And um, actually, it's for the best because um, McAvoy with no hair looks 
terrible. So, yeah. Um, what are, what are we doing here? What's happening? Oh yeah, so we use Cerebro. You all know what Cerebro looks like when it's on. It's it, you know, it's all gray and cloudy, and you're flying right up to people's faces and everything. So there's a montage where they're going to get a whole bunch of mutants. They get um, Angel uh, from a strip club. She's got wings. That's her shtick. They get um, uh, Darwin, whose ability is that he can survive any situation. Almost. Um, <laughs> who else do they get for this stupid thing? Uh, they'd almost get Wolverine. So that's nice. Right. That, that was, that was the only part of the movie that I enjoyed the first time around. Uh, and now I still, I feel like it's probably pretty worthless, but he drops an <laughs> F bomb. Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not really worth watching this movie. No, if that's what no. you're here for. But, uh, but he, spe- he, <laughs> he spoke for me. <laughs> as, as the audience he really did speak for me uh we also get banshee aka uh the mumbler and we get uh Mumbler. we get uh uh alex summers aka havoc yes. whose power is deadly hula hoops yes i mean <clears throat> that's that, that was that's canon <laughs> <laughs> That is how it goes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so now they have assembled their team, right? The team is together. They're at the CIA facility. And so what do we do? We leave them there at the facility and Professor X and Magneto and the CIA go to Russia to because they think that Shaw is going to meet with the Russian general, the less shower general, we'll say. And uh, it, but no, the, more, the more bath. Instead, because Emma Frost had picked up on Professor X scanning all the mutants all over the place, and she's just like, oh, hey, boss, do you know that there's, like, this mutant guy, and he's, like, looking for mutants and stuff? And and Shaw's like, okay, I'm going to go pay them a visit, you know, when they're done apparently flying around the entire planet picking these people up. When they get them I all back. I can wait. I know. can wait. <laughs> When they get back to that house, I'm going to go there and you go talk to the general. Because apparently uh, going to Russia and back takes a long time, but going to all over the world and back is pretty quick because it's pretty, pretty quick. So <clears throat> very fast. It's fine. So Emma Frost um, goes in and they're going to call off the op because Shaw's not there. But then uh, Magneto's like, nope, I'm going to go in and I'm going to uh, get them. going to get those guys. <laughs> I'm going to get them stuff. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I think this is a little out of order. But Magneto goes in. Um, uh, Professor X follows him in. Um, Fro- Emma Frost has been making the general think he's making out with her, but he's not. And she's instead... Um, sitting in the chair looking exactly as engaged in the movie as she's always been. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. She just, she's just such a good actress. So, um, Magneto and Professor X come in the room, and um, he, Professor X knocks out the general with his mind bullets, and then he tries to read Emma Frost's mind, but she turns into uh, diamond form. 
Right, which should totally stop him from reading her mind. I actually think that's canon from the comics, is you can't read yeah, her mind but, when she's in. But I also think she can't use her powers in diamond form either. It's still dumb, though. <laughs> it is, because apparently she is truly diamond through and through, because Magneto then uses his powers to... Um, uh, he takes the, the bed apart and, like... Uh, binds her and puts a thing around her neck and he's squeezing it and her diamonds start cracking and the implication is she can turn back to human form still but when she turns back to diamond she'll still be broken so she's not going to want to do that because he can very easily just break her head off right Uh, apparently apparently she's safe in human form though i don't know well because he obviously isn't going to just kill her well he's ripping her apart in diamond form is fun and the weird thing is that he's like breaking her neck and she's just sitting there just like, I don't care. I just, whatever, just kill me. I don't care. It would so be anyway. great if you could just kill me right now. <laughs> oh no, don't, don't kill me. I want to be in the rest of the movie. <laughs> so he doesn't, she turns back into human form and then professor X can read her mind again. And I don't even remember what he gets out of that. I think he gets, well, he gets the plan. He gets Kevin Bacon's plan out of it. I don't remember if there was anything else. Anyway, back at the house, at the CIA place, all the uh, Power Rangers are showing off their new powers. <laughs> and they're basically wrecking up the place. But then um, the bad guys show up, okay? And Azazel is using his powers to teleport all of the CIA agents up into the sky and then dropping them, uh, including Oliver Platt's character, Man in the Black Suit. So all the CIA agents are dead. They all come crashing down. Oliver Platt's like, this is all I got. (laughs) And I remember thinking, um, boy, I I could have swore that he was in more of this movie, but I guess not. He's he's just he's here to be just like, yeah, I run this facility. So uh, I'll be in my office. Hey, familiar face from the 90s. How you doing? (laughs) Oh, perfect. So, uh, where, oh yeah, so, uh, Kevin Bacon is there with Riptide and Azazel, and he's like, hey guys, you're mutants, we're mutants, you're alive, these other guys are dead. We could kill you too, but we don't want to, because we want to give you an opportunity to work with us. Clearly, people trustworthy that you want to work with. And, um, uh, Angel decides, yes, I'm going to go with these guys. And um, everybody else is like, I don't think we should. This sounds weird. But then they've all got a plan. They got a plan, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And the plan is uh, Darwin is going to say that he's going to join the bad guys. And then uh, when when he gives the signal, he's going to turn into a rock and protect Angel while Havoc, or just, I think it was Havoc, throws a hula hoop at him to, <laughs> you know, to knock him out. And what ends up happening instead is Kevin Bacon absorbs the hula hoop and then generates a ball of energy, which he then casually puts into Darwin's mouth, causing him to uh, explode. And it was at this point that I was like, what what are we doing? What 
why did we do this? Why did you take there is literally Why did we do this? <laughs> what have you all done? Why did we go through an entire scene showing that he can adapt to anything and then be like, oh, he's got some extra energy in him now. Can't adapt to that. Boom. Like <laughs> he's th- th- and he's literally, 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 Pat. The I, only non-white person in this entire movie, yep. besides Angel, and he is dead. They killed him. They killed the black guy. They and, killed the uh, black guy whose power is that he can't be killed. Yep, yep. It's a true fact. I I was I I was taken aback the first time I saw this movie. I'm take I was taken aback the second time, and I'm taken aback right now. I am so far back. I am at taking this it point. back. Uh, I absolutely speechless and i'm gonna keep on talking about how speechless i am okay good yeah so anyway he's dead and everybody else is just like okay but also we're still not going with you (laughs) okay that was cool and everything (laughs) i don't i don't know why i'm sad but i feel safer (laughs) so sad so sad um yeah it's uh it's about the worst thing that they could have done yeah that's that is probably the low part of the movie is is doing that and it's yeah. it's it's a tough call and it was it was a very tough call tough call but this was when the movie got really bad i should also mention that at some part at some point in the movie um kevin bacon reveals that he has a magneto helmet yes yes forgot about that and he it's of course designed as they show in in the other in the earlier movies it's designed to block telepaths um, he created it, apparently, because he either wanted to protect himself from Emma Frost or um, it, it, you know, just in case there was another mutant uh, telepath. But he's got this thing. It looks like he, he's he's, you know, it's not just like a tinfoil hat. You know, it's he's he's it's ornate. He's painted it. He's polished it. You know, it's got a couple of coats on it. It's got like a nice shine to it. Yeah, it's got a clear mm-hmm, coat mm-hmm, on it and mm-hmm. everything. It's, you know, it looks pretty good. And it, um, of course, he's just wearing a suit and the stupid helmet. Um, but I do like that when he gets to the CIA facility, you know, when he first arrives, he's just like, he's got it on. And he's like, oh, the telepath isn't here. Okay, good. I could take this dumb thing off. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I look ridiculous with this thing on. It messes with my... I look ridiculous. It messes with my amazing hair. Anyway. Um, what did we do? So they're all dead. Um, uh, Everyone is dead. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so they take Angel and they go. Um, <clears throat> at this point, um, the, uh, the Beast, as I was, I'm trying to think of his name, <laughs> Beast had been hitting on uh, Mystique because um, they're both people who have to hide who they really are. It's really just because they're both blue, which brings up the horrible race questions again about this movie. So he says that because she has the ability to change her appearance, that he should be able to use her mutant power to synthesize a thing that will make it so that their appearance changes to be normal but that they would still have access to their mutant powers. So for like Mystique, for example, 
Her appearance, if in theory, would permanently change to look like Jennifer Lawrence, but she would still have the ability to change into other things. She would basically lose her blue form, unless, I guess, she wanted to change into it. Um, <laughs> so nothing changes for Mystique. Well, it's it's like she basically. I think I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to rectify the headcanon to just be she changes into Jennifer Lawrence, but is an amazing impressionist. <laughs> that's, that's that's her new mutant power. It's it's implied that it requires a degree of concentration for her to stay in Jennifer Lawrence form, but mm. it doesn't really that doesn't ever really get shown. There's never a point where she's like, I can't hold it because I'm doing too many things in any of these movies. I can't hold the Jennifer Lawrence form. Now um, I'm just blue Jennifer Lawrence. I, I guys, I can't do this fancy outfit for much longer. I'm about to become naked. <laughs> so for Beast, though, his the appearance he's trying to cure himself of is his hand feet. However, his hand feet are also the way that his power manifests. So, like, what is if he if his feet because he when he first injects himself, his feet turn into normal feet. So now, what's his mutant power? What what can he do? What what he he like? It's like it's like um, it's like giving the cure to like Archangel or Angel rather, not Angel from this movie, but the other Angel. Hmm. You know, and it's like, well, we're going to change your appearance to human, but you'll still have your mutant powers. So your wings will be gone, but you'll still have your wings. Right. You know. You'll still have the power of flight as any wingless bird does. <laughs> right. You'll be able to fly as well as an ostrich. Yes, absolutely. Perhaps also a puffin. Puffins are so cute. They should make a superhero of that. All right. Anyway, I want the help. So puffin can appear with General Showermore. So at one point, there's a scene where um, Jennifer Lawrence is in bed and she's um, no, I'm sorry. There's a part, a point where she's like um, Magneto sees her and tells her basically that she shouldn't bother expending energy on being Jennifer Lawrence. She should just be Mystique um, because she's she's beautiful that way. And then, then we get a scene where she questions with Beast whether or not this cure actually should happen. He's like, well, of course it should, because we're not normal, you know. And he tells her, you're beautiful now as Jennifer Lawrence. You're not when you're blue. And that's where she goes to try and sleep with Magneto, which is weird, even though they're both technically of age. But it's just weird, because she's so much younger. And then she turns into... Um, Rebecca Romaine briefly in order to be like, well, now I'm an older woman. What do you think about me now? And he's like, knock it off. You're a kid. Get out of here. But he reinforces the idea that she's her natural form is where she should be. And so she decides she's just going to walk around naked and blue now, not blue with clothes, because previously when she was in her blue form, she would still put a robe on and stuff. But mm -hmm. now she's just like, nope, I'm going to be naked. You're going to be naked all the time. And, and Professor X, I think, is rightly disturbed when she, like, walks into the kitchen naked and he's just like, oh, my God, why are you naked? Because he recognizes that that he, you know, that's her true form. He recognizes that. But he also is like, people wear clothes. Right. 
all humans have a true form of nudity. Yeah. It's how we came to be. Uh, but most of us cover our bits. Yeah. And that's all we're asking. Cover your bits. <laughs> and so it's part of me is like, okay, Professor X, you're kind of a dick because you never really acknowledge the type of issues that Mystique is going through. But mm -hmm. at the same time, she is walking around naked now. And that is a little bit off-putting. So it's, it's you know... I'm, I'm of two minds on this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's funny. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Beast creates the vaccine. He injects it into his foot. It briefly turns it into a human foot, thus negating his powers. Unless he has other powers that I'm not... Picking up on. I mean, I I don't know how I can't I don't know how the movie portrays it, but isn't he still very strong? You know, uh, if he is, I don't think they show that in this movie. They he, don't really play play it as one of his strengths. No, no, they don't. But anyway, he turns blue. He turns into Blue Beast, which is fine. I like Blue Beast. This isn't a great Blue Beast, but I do like no. Blue Beast. This is in fact a bad Blue Beast. I, I, this is, don't they lean a little heavy into cat face beast? And I hate cat face. Beast. They do. It is, it is my, it is very cat face beast. And, um, I do like, um, that havoc who had been teasing him about his feet because havoc is a, again, uh, everybody in this movie is an asshole. That's kind of the, well, I mean, havoc is a tradition. summer's brother, so yeah. he's gotta be a dick. So he gives him the nickname, um, beast and that's fine he's cool it's all cool um we also skipped over a whole training montage um but i don't skipped care. over didn't want to talk about who cares yeah, one of learn. those two things is true learning how to use your powers in the mutant training facility that professor x's dad built in the mansion just in case just in case so it's a beautiful thing. The only takeaway from that was that um, from that whole training sequence is that um, literally all of them who wait, who's left in this team. Okay. Havoc and Banshee can harness their powers through the use of special costumes. And um, Magneto can, if he's calm, he can use his powers even better than when he's angry. And Mystique is naked. So that's that's where everybody's at. So we're yes. all caught up. Yes. <clears throat> we're all caught all up now. All the things that we needed to know. Mystique is actually quite good at her powers and has been for quite some time. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so now and we go. And she's naked. Now we move on to the final arc in which Mystique is no longer naked and is now wearing a blue and gold X-Men costume. Just like the rest of them. Yes. The stupidest part. Could have this, been the coolest part, but yeah. it was, in fact, the stupidest part. Yeah, the costumes are not particularly explained, and they're just no. off enough from what you want. Exactly. That, that's they, they were like, okay, we heard you guys. This is the reboot, so get ready. They're gonna have costumes, kinda. <laughs> and it's like you said, they're, they're there. They're costumes. But are they what we wanted? But are they though? Right. <laughs> it's just, just you know, 
five or six degrees off of where I wanted them to be. That's all. So the uh, Kevin Bacon's plan is coming to fruition as we are approaching the the actual real-life Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> right. Uh, Russia is shipping missiles to Cuba, and the U.S. has set up a blockade. And um, <clears throat> if... If the Russians cross the blockade, then uh, uh, Michael Ironside is going to fire the missiles, all right, or whatever. They're going to start a war. Or whatever, yes. Yeah. Um, and then the Russians send their fleet. So now there's two fleets just off the shore of Cuba and then a boat <clears throat> with the missiles on it that is now the crew on it is actually dead and Azazel is uh, piloting the boat, whatever you call it, captaining. What, sure. what do you call it when you're driving the boat? I, I think either will do, captaining okay. or he's piloting. He's flying the boat. And... <laughs> he's, fly, he's not flying the boat. Okay, well, I was, I was told that I could take some liberties with this. <laughs> um, so at the very last minute, um, <clears throat> the uh, Russian government sends a message to the Russian captain, I don't know, whatever, and says... Don't, you know, tell the tell the missile boat to turn around. So they do, and it doesn't because it's a Zazel. And so Professor X, and they're in the X jet now. Oh, by the way, they have an X jet. It's a SR seventy one Blackbird. It's um, just in case. Yeah, it's just there. Fine, whatever. Um, <clears throat> they show up, and everyone is just like, "What the hell's going on?" There's like a spaceship flying around now or something, because they've never seen one of these things. Sure. And um, why would they? Yeah. So Professor X uses his mind bullets to cause <laughs> like the skipper on the Russian boat to fire their missiles at the missile boat to blow it up. And uh, everyone's just like, oh, cool. Those Russians blew up their own ship. So that's good. Crisis <laughs> averted. <coughs> so that's good. And um, I don't even remember what happens. I tell you, buddy, you should be a storyteller. I, I tell some good stories. <laughs> I also tell some bad stories like this one. At some point, um, Banshee flies out of the ship. I don't remember why. He and you know, Havoc ends up fighting a guy somewhere. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're on the Russian boats. Havoc's on a Russian boat. Um, Banshee's flying around screaming at things. Uh, apparently, he can, like... Even though he's got wings on his costume, he can like still grab onto people and not use the wings and fly around and it works. Or <laughs> um, anyway, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, so they get into position and uh, they have Magneto pull uh, Shaw's submarine out of the water. Oh, by the way, let's go. Let's go back. <laughs> when they when they blew up the missile boat. Kevin Bacon was like, okay, I got to go to plan B. Plan Bacon. It turns out, because he's got the, they got the crappy looking. Sir, I, I, hold on, hold on. I laughed at that joke, uh, but uh, my, my cough mic was on. <laughs> I just wanted you to be aware. Thank you. The submarine, in case you were, in case no one uh, is familiar with the layout of the submarine. The front portion of the submarine is what you would expect a submarine to look like. It's all metal and pipes and everything and it's very utilitarian then the next section is like um the set of masterpiece theater and yes. then the third right. section is a hall of mirrors with a nuclear reactor in it 
<laughs> it's very true. So he's like, okay, here's the deal, guys. I'm going to go to the nuclear reactor that we have on the submarine, and I'm going to absorb all of the power. And then he doesn't ever explain what he's going to do with all this, but presumably he's going to explode or something and be like, oh, no, somebody launched a nuke. We better all go to war. Um, and all the and and all the mutants that are around him, like Emma Frost, are just like, okay, boss, whatever you say. Good, <laughs> okay, good boss, Jesus, this doesn't end us. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm jumping off the boat if this doesn't somehow kill us. <laughs> so he's there, but then Magneto raises the submarine out of the water, um, and the music is swelling and everything, and then. Uh, Riptide comes out and he's like tornado and you know the tornado is like flipping everybody around anyway they all they all crash on the beach I think in Cuba and um, uh, they go you know into or uh, Magneto goes into the um, uh, submarine because the Hall of Mirrors is shielded from Professor X so Magneto goes in and uh, they get um yeah, he tricks Shaw into doing some fighting, so they break the mirrors, and now the mind bullets can get in. Okay, and then outside of the boat, you know, there's people fighting, stuff's going on. Um, no one really, none of it is worth discussing, really. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. The, um, eventually, Professor X is able to stop, because um, Magneto is able to use a, uh, sp- something like a, hose or something he gets the he gets the helmet (laughs) off of kevin bacon and then um professor x is able to freeze him and then uh magneto uh puts the helmet on himself and then takes out his nazi coin and then very slowly pushes the coin through kevin bacon's head like a knife through warm butter no cracking skulls or anything it just slides right through and out the back and presumably, Professor X can feel this as if it is happening to him, because he's screaming like crazy. And uh, at no point is he like, maybe I should, like, command this guy to move, or something like that. Cause, nope. Because he's, you know, in the other movies, he's shown to be able to freeze people all the time. But he's right. also shown to be able to make people just do things like make Toad walk away with Rogue's body in a garbage bag, make <laughs> Sabretooth choke Magneto. Like, he can do those kinds of things. Maybe he hasn't figured that out yet. I I mean, I, I feel like it would be a much better explanation if he doesn't, like, if that's, like, a last resort. Like, he, he can, he's, he's willing to, like, freeze somebody up, but to literally make them do things, that's, that's worse. Um, I'd like to think that, but that's absolutely not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so apparently the good news is when Shaw dies, um, the nuclear power in, uh, in his body doesn't like, you know, explode or whatever. It doesn't like... do what it should do and fucking <laughs> release itself. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. you know when you die, you shit yourself, right? <laughs> right. So I'm so I'm assuming a mutant who's just absorbed all this nuclear power would would shit the bed and just blow up. One would think so, but instead but no. he's just like, no. oh, I'm dead. That's it. Oh, you guys did it. <laughs> Out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, Magneto comes out with Kevin Bacon's body and he's like, now all of a sudden he's pontificating and he's like, fellow mutants, join me and all that other stuff. And, and all that other stuff, all of it, <laughs> all, all of it could be yours, whatever it is, it could bring be. Bring it on down, <laughs> bring it on down to mutant town. So it's at this point that the Russians and the Americans have realized that um, there's some some mutants over by there. And they don't know what's going on, but they do know that one of them was in a spaceship and pulled a submarine out of the water. And that's probably worth blowing up. So they fire everything, everything, a ridiculous amount of things gets fired from a ridiculous amount of guns and like guns are shooting missiles. Like missiles are flying out of cannons. Like none of it, none of it makes sense. Like missiles you know, flying out of cannons. Bullets are just shooting out of the water. Cats like, and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Like there's just people on the deck and they're just like throwing missiles into the air and stuff. Like just a billion <laughs> just, missiles come out of nowhere. Chucking missiles. There's some missiles. There's some uh, shells. There's like just, everything and uh magneto's like well i got my revenge and it felt pretty damn good even though professor x told me it would not and <laughs> i'm super at peace now so i can definitely control all these missiles so he stops them all turns them all around sends them back to the fleet but then people periodically start fighting with him and it makes him like lose control so some of them explode along the way but then he regains the control and they pick back up but then someone distracts him and then some some more explode and everything. And then finally they distract him enough that everything just blows up and falls into the water and whatnot. And Michael Ironsides is pretty happy, which is something you don't see very often. And, um, <clears throat> so then, uh, um, Moira has got a gun. She's shooting at Magneto. And then all of a sudden Magneto's like deflecting the bullets, but then all of a sudden Magneto and Professor X do like a boogie nights pose. <laughs> and one, one of the bullets goes into Professor X's spine. Yes. Okay, which is why you never do the boogie nights pose. Clearly. <clears throat> and um, so, you know, he's he's like ow and stuff, right? I'm all like ow and stuff. <laughs> Come on! And Magneto, who had been about to kill Moira, is now like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess you could, you could go comfort him. That's, I guess that's the thing." So <clears throat> she does. I, I did just, you know, get him on the spine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. <clears throat> and he's. It's a bad he, shot. He was strangling her because he's like, "You shot him," and then Professor X is like, "No, that was you." <laughs> Magneto, you, that was you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Check again. But she does the thing that you should never do. Never, when someone is injured, regardless of how bad the injury is, 
never pick them up like just the, the top half of their body and cradle their head because you are encouraging them to give their final words and die. Yes. Right. Never do that because you are at, guaranteeing at this that they're going to die. I I would have I would have preferred. Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully, they do not go with that trope, and he survives <clears throat> because he you know he just can't use his legs, and he's like, you know, I can't feel my legs, guys. And uh, so Magneto's like, okay, well I, <clears throat> you know, you keep what you kill, so I'm taking Azazel and Riptide, <laughs> and uh, an angel. And, um, and Mystique too. I got Mystique now. Cause, um, yeah, so I got, I didn't have sex with her, but I'm gonna, but I didn't. This is one level squirrel. <laughs> so they you, leave. You, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna have the sex lady. Yes. Come on. Definitely. <laughs> definitely sometime in the next, um, four 40 years i have no i don't know i don't know what 40 between the in the next four to 40 years we will have had the sex so uh professor hey, do okay. we, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on who is nightcrawler's uh parents in in regular continuity or in movie continuity in movie continuity it is nobody not... knows or nobody cares I don't think it is said because in in comic continuity it's Mystique and Azazel, right? The, in uh, Nightcrawler is in uh, Apocalypse, I think, and he's in he's in one of the movies of this lineage. And Mystique is not, I don't believe, old enough or like given Nightcrawler's age and Mystique's age, I don't think it works out. But it could. I don't know. I don't think it's stated. I, I mean, again, we'll get to it. He, uh, he, he definitely, like, I mean, just like Alan Cummings and uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos are roughly the same age. Well, that doesn't matter because Mystique can be, we don't know how old, you know, she changes. We her. do now. Well, I mean, now we she know, was, yeah. She was a little kid. She, so she's Professor X's age. She so, is two years younger than Professor X, I believe. Right. So, so, so technically in this continuity she could have she could have fathered him i think mm -hmm. so it's possible uh, but uh but still it's probably not possible. Not. um <clears throat> so professor x is in a wheelchair now um he's very and, upset about it so they're yeah <laughs> he is but at the same time he's also not super enthused about anything <laughs> He's back at the mansion, which is which they decide is going to be a school, and he's going to be a professor. So now he's Professor X. And then Moira was like, you know what? You should call these kids that you send into dangerous situations the X-Men. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to wipe your memory after you said that, because that sucks. <laughs> okay, well, that was really <laughs> stupid. So I'm going to wipe your memory, and then we can have sex. And... <laughs> And then um, I think he implants the Scottish accent into her at that point, like accidentally. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know entirely. But her I accidentally wiped her memory and may have added a bit of Scottish accent. I may have led her to believe that she's actually born in Scotland and owns her own island. I that has a am... research lab where she keeps her extremely dangerous mutant son in the basement. And my twin brother. Just yeah, in case. Uh, yes, my, yes. My father made that just in case. 
Oh god, this continuity. <laughs> uh, my brain dead twin brother has been living with Mo- CIA agent Moira McTaggart all these years. <clears throat> After I wiped her memory, it's all I could think to do with her is just have her watch my brain dead twin brother just in case. So, um, and then he, in a scene that is just cringeworthy, she's at the um she's at the cia office and she's telling him like basically she's telling them like yeah he wiped my memory i don't remember any of what happened except for a kiss and they're just like oh for the love of you and then i i was also like that oh for fuck's sake get <laughs> get these fuckers away from me god damn it so oh, beautiful so then we get our last scene of the movie finally emma frost is in jail um, Mag- the door break- busts open and Magneto comes in and at first you're just like holy shit he is wearing the actual Magneto costume because it's, <laughs> it's red and everything and there's a little bit uh-huh. of purple and stuff and you're just like this is it they did it and then the camera pans around and you're like oh he's wearing pajamas and a bed sheet <laughs> Like, what? what is he doing? Like, why would this care? It doesn't make any sense that this character would be like, you know what I need? I need a cape. I need a cape and I need like, a, I need a costume. And the cape is, I don't have a real cape. So I'm just going to put this bed sheet around my neck and everything. And this costume doesn't really fit me very well. But uh, I'm, I'm into red now. I really want everything to be red. I repainted the helmet red and purple and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be my, that's going to be my thing is red. Definitely, definitely not dark red, though. Not purple. Yeah, red. So anyway, he looks, he, honestly, he looks kind of terrible. Yes. <clears throat> so. It's, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It is definitely, like like you said, it's like, oh, man, they're doing it. And it's like, oh, no, wait. They didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up here. I want to get another. He is wearing a, a, like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket. Yes. Yeah. That's what he's, With that's what he's doing. With bizarre pocket overlays that are just, just don't. Oh, here we go. Here. These are just pictures of all of his costumes. Uh, and none of them are good. None of them are good. He's taken the helmet and he's repainted it, but then he's also like stuck some horns on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Like well, you know, that, know, that's that's canon. Oh, yeah, it comics. is. But I'm just like saying, like, for the movie, right. it's like, what, what are you doing, Magneto? You're like, you you took something legitimate and now you're like cosplaying. Yes, yes, you know? absolutely. Unless, unless he was just like, I literally cannot think of anything that I could wear that would make this helmet not look ridiculous. And so he's just like, I... Uh, I guess it's got to be a cape. It's, I got to <laughs> lean into this. There's nothing nothing else I can do. So, yeah. 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 So that's the movie. I'm, I'm pretty excited about how quickly we scooted through this movie because it, uh, it, it, yeah, it wasn't great. It actually was worse than I remembered it. Yeah, and, it was a um, stinker. You know, and it's the kind of stinker that, you know, like when I was watching... X-Men Origins Wolverine, 
Um, at least there were some fun parts, I guess, you know, where you're like, sometimes it's like that. Oh, this is so bad. It's funny. Right. There are you parts know? you can laugh at, you know, right. It's like, I can't believe they actually put this in this movie. Sure. And then there's this movie where it's just like, no, I mean, you just, you guys are just really, everybody's being really bad at what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a single one of you that's doing a good job. I want you, I want you to know that I don't, I don't like anything that any of you are doing and you probably should have just stayed home <laughs> through this whole movie. <laughs> you should have not made this movie and stayed home. That's the moral of the story. Um, yeah, I just, this, this one, it was so disappointing to me from a concept state that when I went to go see it, because of course I went to go see it, um, I miss those days, by the way, <laughs> where it's just like, no, it's a superhero movie, man. I'm I'm at the theater. It's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, there 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 are there are like probably ten superhero movies that I've never seen. Now that's many, a little sad. Too many per year. I do miss there, you know, just being like one solid movie every summer. You know, that that was great. Even every other summer, that was mm-hmm. that was a fine, you know, it, it, it let me build up anticipation. It let me be excited, you know, even in like, well, and, and again, you know, you, you would go into like a character like Iron Man, who at the time I was like, yeah, I mean, I remember his cartoon show. I've read some of his comics, but I Iron Man, what do you what do I really give a shit about Iron Man for? And then you saw the movie and you're like, well, now I give a shit about Iron Man. <laughs> you know, I, I spent a shit ton of money making, putting together, not making, but putting together like the ultimate Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. action figure. And I'm very happy about it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, 15 years ago, if you had asked me, uh, you know, favorite superheroes, there's... Uh, Zero chance Iron Man would have been on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is a dead on cosplay. Yep. <clears throat> dead fucking on. Um, I guess I, got, I should put a link to this in there. Yeah, yeah, you got to do the it. Because they, this, they did such a good job. This, this person has captured the ridiculousness of this costume perfectly. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing it, it, we've seen this many times before. Um, what this reminds me of is um, is and and roll with me here on this one. It reminds me of Man at Arms, and here's why. In the train wreck that was the the 1980 something uh, He Man and the Master of the Universe live action film, there was one character that you could tell they said, "Hey, we could we could make this right." <laughs> And it's man at arms and he's got like the iconic helmet and the chest plate and everything. And then you could just see like, like right after they finished those two pieces, like, you know what? Maybe we should, I'm afraid I'm scared. Let's move in a completely different direction in a hurry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... And that's what they did with this. Like they, they gave us the iconic helmet, the helmet. It is, it could not get more perfect than that helmet. And then they're like, Oh my God, we went too far. (laughs) We did perfect on the helmet. There's no way there's no, well, we can't get away with that goofy 
giant bolted chest piece. The, the stupid thing is, is that his normal costume with all of the metal all over it mm-hmm. makes way more sense for him to be a thing that he does. Like, this is just... Right. This is just clothes. Like, if he had come in and he's like, yes, I've got metal all over me, which means I can lift myself up and fly yep. and everything. That's, like that. that's how I always took that. He had that, like, big, like, gigantic purple harness thing that he wore. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed it was, you know, metal, and that's how he got around, you know? Yeah. Like, this is like, he's just wearing a stupid outfit. Like. <laughs> and he doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> no, you know, he doesn't. He, he, he's, it doesn't he's look like it fits like, right. Right. He's standing there, like, in his grandmother's living room... <laughs> Showing off the costume his mom made. And he's like, I wanted to be Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is It is yeah. just, it is all, all bad. Um, and Emma Frost is looking at this and she like, she, you know, probably like looks him up and down. And is just like, oh God, here we go again. Like, well, obviously she just said, nope, leave me here. <laughs> Because she was never heard from again. That's true. <laughs> she's like, I'm here to rescue you. And she's like, you know what? I'm No, I'm not even a mutant anymore. I give up. <laughs> um, she, just, she just turns back to Diamond and knocks her own head off. <laughs> right. She's slamming her head into the wall until it pops off. Yeah, this is better. This is better. <laughs> well, um, so here's, here's my... Hopefully, final thought on this. Mm-hmm. Is it weird yes. that the X-Men get their start as a government-funded team, and then later on, the government is like, uh, did you guys know that there's like a team living there? And they got like a jet and stuff? It's like, it's their jet. They knew he was at the mansion. Right. You know, like in X-Men 2... <clears throat> like strikers like yeah we did all this surveillance and i'm i'm expecting like the director of the cia to walk in and be like yeah like you know he used to work for us we put him there <laughs> that, that is our jet yeah we, we paid yeah. for that <laughs> right. i mean it looks a little different now but you know that's that's totally our jet so anyway i don't know pat this movie i don't recommend it there's really no <clears throat> there's nothing in this movie that if you were to watch the next movie you would not be able to uh, figure out from context very quickly or just it wouldn't matter because right. most of the characters are they don't come back or they come back in cameos and the movie takes place so many years later that there's a lot of stuff you have to fill in anyway and it's like you know I mean some of the performances are good so if you're into that and I mean Magneto's helmet does look nice the original sure. whoa dear God. Dear what God. Was that? sorry I was just looking at X Men stuff, and it would all of a sudden the video started trying to yell at me. So, hmm. okay, let's uh, let's end this. It's over. This is it. <laughs> let's end this. Let's finish this. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, next is what is next? Is it Deadpool? I, or is I it, don't know. Or is it uh, Days of Future Past? No one knows. Tune in next time to find out what the movie will be that Pat didn't watch. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, um, structuregibberish.com. No. Jibcast.com. They both work. It's fine. <laughs> Jibcast.com. Nope. <laughs> um, they're, yeah, they're both still good. It's fine. But either one. Whatever is faster to type for you. Um, we're on, uh, what? 
facebook.com slash structure jib. We're at, uh, no, structure gibberish. Wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, mo- this, this movie, is the best show ever. This movie really messed with me here. Okay, I'm going to start this over. Uh, note to self, cut, cut out that other part. Okay. <clears throat> Jibcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash structure gibberish. We're on Twitter at structure jib. And uh, Pat's at Green Lantern 999. And I'm at underscore B Sokol. Ah, yes. Okay. Nine. Gotcha. And uh, we're on all your favorite uh, pod launchers. So that's it. Peace out. Pod launcher. Pod launcher.